0: Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Mike Sullivan, and I am co-founder and Chief Growth Officer at One Digital. Um, thanks for joining us today. I uh, I have the pleasure of introducing to you my uh, my newfound friend, Mike Shanahan. Uh, Mike is from HM Risk in St. Louis. Um, so, Mike, you have the distinction. Of being the first official PNC and benefits acquisition to ever join One Digital. So, congrats for that. I know you know that, um, but uh, maybe it'd be great if you could just do an introduction of yourself and uh, a little bit about HM. Uh,
1: I'd, I'd love to. Thank you, Mike, uh, for that uh, brief introduction. My name is Mike Shanahan. I uh, chairman, CEO and president of HM Risk here in St. Louis. we are a uh, property casually employee benefits firm 135 people. We have clients in all 50 states and 60 plus countries. and um, being that we are the very first PNC acquisition of one Digital, uh, I can't I, I'd be lying if I said I'm not absolutely thrilled with the way the first six months have gone and uh, we're looking forward to bigger and brighter things ahead. And I'm really, it's an honor to be on the, uh, this uh, your television show, Mike. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um,
0: Mike, I, you know, I feel I was, you, you and I were kid kidding beforehand. I feel like we should start this out with an Irishman from St. Louis and an Irishman from Buffalo meat in a bar, but I think we should kind of hold off on that. But the the fun thing is like a lot of other folks, you and I met because someone else at One Digital, um, someone else who joined us via acquisition at One Digital said, you know, you really need to meet this Mike Shanahan guy. So... um, you know, you and I ended up, as I recall, um, going to a minor league baseball game in Florida, um, having a beer and a hot dog and talking a little bit about the future. Um, but the reality is, I think, the, the interesting thing is like, um, one, digital is really built, as you know, differently than probably any other firm out there because we've been sort of chopping wood for the past 20 years trying to build a firm. But unlike most other firms out there, we never got into the PNC business. So you and I ended up, talking. And we kind of have been coming to this conclusion that we we need to think more expansively, we need to get into the PNC business, and then someone needed to be the first. So I'm curious, you know, you and I have never really kind of gotten into this. But when you think about the decision of being the first firm to join, you know, a fairly well-established benefits firm. How did you think about that in terms of being the first and sort of some of the positives or potential negatives
1: of that? Well, I think, I think first of all, um, you know, we, we met like, yeah, we went to a card. It was a Cardinal baseball game. Uh, it was really, really hot. And- and we lasted about a half an inning, maybe. Uh, and, and it was, it was more of a, you know, hey, I had, I wasn't really looking to ever merge or sell or anything. It was just, um, but if there was ever the perfect opportunity, um, it, you know, being with someone like yourself and, and I'm not blowing smoke, normal people in the insurance business is, is not normal. So you get people that. You- you want to uh, align with that's similar that are similar to you, and then you know you have a huge benefits company that doesn't do any property casualty. one of the toughest things about our insurance business is finding prospects. So you've got a six seven hundred million dollars shop. So we don't have to worry about prospects. But um, you think about the future and and where it's going and technology and all the barriers. Yeah, we would face as as an individual, and uh, it was a logical fit. Plus, we had already, although you didn't know at the time, we were already doing business with One Digital. And you big shouted me and act like you didn't know that. Uh, But but we had you know like two, three, four hundred thousand in revenue with One Digital, and all I heard was what a great job Uh, the team was doing, how excited our clients were, and so you had a great reputation rolling in. Well, it's funny you mention that because
0: I I will bust chops all the time about preparing for. Um, any discussion that anyone on our team's going into and probably having known in advance or remembered that you were already a client on the small group outsource business would have, would have uh, helped a little bit, but um, you know, it gave you an opportunity to bust my chops and we kind of went from there. But um, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, I think you and I had a meeting of the minds pretty quickly. Like we kind of see the world through a similar lens. You know, you used actually a verb, earlier that we spent a lot of time talking about these days. And I really do think that there's this element of, um, is a firm selling, right? Because we get into a lot of discussions. To me, there's the sort of a finality of selling. There's a, it's, you know, I sell and I move on. We talk all the time about, you know, for us, it's about finding teams that want to sort of leave the locker room and head into the second half, right, build going forward, we kind of view it if if we do an acquisition and someone leaves, we kind of view it like we didn't do, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain. Um, so you and I kind of figured that out early that you were looking to build, we were looking to find folks that were builders, we needed to, to take a meaningful step into PNC if we were going to do it. But when you turned around, like you said, you got 135 people in St. Louis, you introduced the topic to your key Three, five, ten people about what you're thinking. How did how did that go over, kind of, with your team when you first said, "Hey, what do you think? Um, I'm thinking about One Digital." And oh, by the way, they're not the PNC business. How, tell me how that kind of went over.
1: Well, I, I think kind of to to what I mentioned before, we, have, we were already doing business with One Digital, so at least on the benefit side, the team was aware with what you know you were doing in the marketplace and they were pleased and you know we have we have an equity program with 50 different uh, people who invested along the way and uh, they uh, they trust me uh, Right or wrong, Uh, but uh, I think there was a gentleman who was one of our largest investors, uh, and uh, and I won't mention any names. Kevin Canine, and uh, he 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 put a half million dollars in the equity program, and I'm like, you know what? That's a lot of money borrowed, and and I said, why? I said, why the hell would you do that? And he said, well, he goes, I'm betting on you, and there's two things that are going to happen. This is going to be super successful. Or it's going to crash and burn so bad. I'll get a half million dollars worth of stories that'll last a lifetime. <laughs> I don't know if that was really a vote of confidence, but everybody in the room, just like with with your team, when you're in the room, we all think the same. We all trust each other. We all love each other, and we all we all just want to you know be be likable, be credible, and compete. And we're not done. And we want to we want to just keep on doing it. We could have sold to anybody on the planet, you know, everybody knocking on the door, but we wanted to be a part of a team that just keep doing what we're doing. And that's exactly what we're doing.
0: Yeah. So, um, When you, you know, you kind of, again, you know, all joking aside, it's like you and I spent probably the better part of six to eight months kind of working through how this would come together. And, you know, you you spent a lot of time telling us about your firm. We spent a lot of time telling you about One Digital and really what life is after once you go from, you know, being in your own town, calling all your own shots, not really having to worry about talking about what or thinking about what anyone else thinks. But you know, six months in, I'm curious, upsides, downside. I know generally speaking, we've had a, a good run in the first six months, but you know, any surprises relative to what you thought it would be or, you know, positive or negative?
1: No, I think the real true test came. Um, you know, first of all, everybody was super excited, jazzed up. We're in a pandemic, so it's been weird for all of us, yeah. but um, but there were, once we came out and went back to work, there, was, there were two or three people that wanted to work 100% remote. And unfortunately, we are a touchy-feely sales organization that we want to be around each other because we enjoy each other's company. And, and that's that's what, it's, that's what it's all about, at least in my mind and our minds. So they left and it's now we, we go out and replace them. So we, we talked to uh, someone from Marsh who's a really strong account executive. And, you know, what's my story? Now, before it was HM, you go talk to anybody in, in the planet. You're going to come back and say, I want to work for you guys. Right. And then with being with one digital, the story's gotten even better and broader. And of the, the three people that we've talked to are all three really good people with uh, competitors and they're all, they're all coming over and they're super excited about career path and everything and they want to win too and just keep doing what we're doing so I I you know the story's just gotten better and and uh and everybody's everybody's really really excited everybody's really really busy too yeah yeah that's cool so um you know I thought when,
0: almost everything that you know when you're part of an organization that does mergers and acquisitions. Um, there's all these, I think, preconceived notions in the marketplace that we are always trying to figure out. Um, you know how are deals structured? How much cash? How much equity? Um, and there's there's sort of a, a bunch of different ways I think to cut that. One of the things that we struggle with a little bit is coming to One Digital. It's about a build and it's about an equity play. Right, I think at times, there's a perception in the marketplace, take as much cash as you can. Um, you're probably not going to be there long term oftentimes. Um, you know, you ended up making the decision to take a major equity stake in One Digital. In fact, you're one of the you're a major shareholder now at One Digital. Um, tell me kind of how you thought about we push. You know, we have a great record with our equity. I think generally speaking, when um, agency owners think about that cash versus equity, they think about the equity almost like putting it in the market right? It goes up, it goes down. One of the benefits structurally of like a deal we have is in the 12 years since we started tracking equity, it's never gone down. It's almost structurally not possible to go go down if you're growing the way we are. Um, but tell me how you went through that, that thought process of, I'm going to take a major equity stake. I'm going to build with these folks. I'm in it, I'm in it with them, but how how would you like coach anybody who's thinking about that, um, as an outside agency owner, you know, any, any pearls of wisdom relative to that?
1: Um, well, I, I think you've done a really remarkable job, you and Adam, both of finding, Firms that want to continue to grow um, versus ones that want to hand you the keys. The, the tough part when you you get somebody who just wants to take the cash and hand you the keys is, yeah, at the end of three years they're probably leaving. Yeah, it's a perpetuation and it's a money grab. Um, from our standpoint, we're you know we're not we're not done yet. We're, I kind of like feel like we're just getting started. So you've got yeah the, the equity piece is huge um, from my standpoint and from our entire team you know we're we're all we're all excited about that piece more excited I mean you get you get cash up front right yeah you get an earn out but really big picture it's the stock and it's how can we all build this thing together into something we're proud of and do it in the right way with the right people and it, it comes down to what to who you acquire along the way you know because if you get a wealth management firm they can do pnc they can do benefits they can help us grow you get a pnc firm you know they can do benefits and and it's kind of like that whole cross-pollination of what uh of what you've been trying to do with your business model and it's obviously working really well yeah yeah
0: um, you know, when you, um, yeah, and again, you and I have never really talked about this kind of stuff, but when you ultimately sort of made the decision, like, I'm going to look at joining a team, right? And I'm going to kind of go through that process. Was, what was your, what, you know, when you thought about that, did, what, did you have a major, you know, sync, was it control? Was it, you know, what would things be like after, you know, kind of being the boss? But was there, if you had a major concern, what do you, how would you categorize that
1: well i'd say i have to have a voice like if i went if we sold the marsh or anybody you know whatever i wouldn't have a voice so all of these people 135 which is not a lot but it's a lot to me come to me and they'd say hey mike i need help with this can you get this done they always trusted me that i'd get it done for them and yeah. so if i go to another place and not have a voice then you know there's a, that that means a lot to me and i wouldn't have that
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what's, and again, I think sometimes it's sort of a blessing and a curse, but when you have been sort of built from the ground up differently than other firms, right? We started as an outsource solution for 10 years before we ever became a retail broker. We started at the smaller end of the market, then worked up the middle market, kind of got into the retirement business in the 401k space before we ever looked at PNC. But now we're sitting there going, you know, we've got 85,000 clients, we've never sold them any P&C, maybe there's an opportunity here. Um, I guess when you think about um, having a conversation with any of your former peers, right, agency owners out there that do p may do PNC and benefits in a, you know, pretty substantial way. Um, any pearls of wisdom about like, you know, one of the things we're selling is like, do you want to be the second, third or fourth PNC, or fifth, or tenth, or fifteenth, or the four hundredth acquisition at one of the other other sort of major, substantial PNC benefit firms. How do you any any pearls of wisdom on how you would think about that or look at it?
1: Well, I, I think I go back to what I said before, you know, for one, you're, 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 you've you got a voice. Um, it's a collaborative firm. Um, when you walk into a room with yourself, Adam, or any of the management team, and you have an idea or, hey, this is the way we, we've we always done it. Oh, you know if That makes sense. Let's do it that way. So it's not yeah. like some some BS thing, like, come on, buddy, you're going to be a part of this team. This is going to be great. And then the next day you see him They say, what was your name again? I didn't, you know. It's, <laughs> it's a real it's a it's a camaraderie thing it's a people thing it's a culture thing and if you get it you get it and if you don't you don't and if you don't get it we're probably not interested in you in the first place yeah and you get it then you know there's no other place you'd rather be yeah
0: you know it's it's funny i kind of think about these sort of conversations and we're just getting into um you know having open discussions with firms that have kind of made these big decisions. And we're not looking for it to be a commercial for one digital. We're really trying to sort of cover some ground that basically says, what are what are the things that people face? Um, and I think what we're continually trying to sort of work through is when you're built differently um, than other firms, you sort of have to get the person you're sitting across from the table be kind of okay with the fact that there's like, you know, there's no right or wrong answer out there. What I keep kind of coming back to is if you can find the people fit, right? And, and you and I literally from the first beer kind of knew that we were going to have some laughs along the way. So <laughs> we spend the vast majority of our time, like out trying to source our own deals, meet people that we think fit our culture um, that probably, I think, is something you're experiencing. That you know, I, I think every firm out there doing acquisitions today would basically say, "Oh, our you know we have a great culture, and you should join because we have a great culture." Um, I don't know how you you do that when you end up getting the vast majority of, of your deals through bankers. That that's something, quite frankly, we're still trying to figure out. Um, but, you know, I think that your, your sort of experience that my take would be, I don't think you or your folks feel any differently than they did on 1231, but it's probably because we got to, we got to know each other in advance and sort of figure out that, you know, if we, if the people fit is the way we think it is, I think the rest of it we'll figure out together from a business standpoint, is that kind of your, your take on
1: the same thing? I mean, if you if you if you're aligned with the rest, I almost, you know, I almost say it's like a marriage. If you if you jump into a marriage real quick, we've all had friends uh, who have got, you know, met somebody and then six weeks later or we're going to get married, you be like, no, oh, you know, why don't you give it a little bit of time? And you know, my wife and I only dated seven and a half years uh, and and, got married. and we've had an unbelievable marriage because we're a partnership and we, we did our due diligence up front. Yeah. And I think as long as, you know, one digital continues to, to marry the right people or bring the right people into the team, it, there's, you know, it's, it's, it eliminates so much noise. Yeah. It yeah. Just gets everybody pulling the same way just from day one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I talk about it all the time that it's sort of like if there's anything like 21 years later from the from the time Adam and I started this, um, you know, if there's there's just certain things that you you end up finding a sense of pride over, and probably the biggest one is we've had a lot of teams join us now, and I would say 90 to 95 percent of the owners that were sitting in your seat before that kind of took a leap of faith. Whether it be two years ago, five years ago, ten or twelve years ago, the vast majority of those folks are still with us, um, and I think it's a testament to if you spend enough time figuring out in advance, um, the the math, from my perspective, the math will take care of itself. Um, we're all kind of in and around the same pricing on these things, but if you spend enough time getting to know each other and make sure you get that right, it probably ends up in the in the right spot long term. Um, <laughs> Any Anything else uh, as we as we bring this puppy in for a landing? Anything else on your mind that uh, you think makes sense or we just wrap it up?
1: No, I'm, I mean, I think, you know, it's not just it's not just the agency principles that have the upside. Obviously, the stock is a big part of it. And that's you're you're sharing that with with important or people that are working hard or, or key key team members. But it's also, you know, the career path for all of our uh, for all the individuals on our team. Cause I, I, you know, I may be a lot of things on the sales side and what, but I'm not very good with the structure. And so, you know, when a person would come over, I'll say, you know, I want to talk about career path. I mean, I'd start breaking into hives of, oh yeah, we have a career path. Uh, and I guess you want a job description too. Yeah, they're in the file in the car. I'll go out and get them for you. But it's, that, it's, it's super important to 20, 30, 40, maybe half the people that they can really see uh, a career path for themselves and growing. Yeah. And I want to be a regional leader. I want to be whatever it is. They can be whatever they want to be. Um, yeah. And and you're cognizant of that. So I, I think that's cool. Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, look, you and I, I think are very similar in a lot of ways. And um, there's a lot of folks that sort of bring structure, but you can you can bring structure to a process without acting corporate. And I think there's kind of very little that we're doing every single day that would come off as corporate. Um, but look, I um, first of all, it's it's been a fun it's been a fun I guess eighteen months now getting to know each other. Um, it's been a fun eight months as we became business partners. Um, but I appreciate you uh, coming on and kicking around with us, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, have you back on um, maybe after 12 months instead of eight months. And you can tell everyone it's either wonderful or these guys have nary a clue, but, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate it, Miguel. And, uh, uh, look forward to catching up soon.
1: Sounds good. Next, next time on my next set, uh, I'm going to try to get a, a room that has a little less glare. <laughs> wow. Well, you have a nice little pad there in Idaho, my friend. All right. Take care. Thanks.